in a stream rushing past to the dusty world. My fleeting form casts no reflection. In the stream rushing past to the dusty world, my fleeting form casts no reflection. Hey, hey, Dogen wrote this sometime, somewhere in the 13th century Japan. <clears throat> now, he could have written this as he was himself heading to the dusty world he loved so much. Although he fled Kyoto, he returned there many times. And he spoke eloquently about the beauty of the moon over Kyoto. So we cannot just say that he doesn't love that dust. We can we cannot say he fled in the mountain to escape that dust only. But as always, you know, there are so many layers of resonance in Dogen's poetry and Dogen's words. Of course, the guy is far from being perfect. <laughs> we discussed that lately and we're not turning him into a saint. Hmm? Thank, thank God, just let him, well, spare him. I would say spare him. But he has some amazing insights into being human. And also, the way he described the relationship between self and universe, universe and self, is something that, I'm sorry, hasn't been matched in my clouded eyes. So I was talking about these different levels of resonance, of how it sounds away. The first one, the basic one is, you've got a guy walking down the valley, because that's where it's comfortable to walk down, to reach the plain and reach where the cities are. And there's a stream, there's a brook there, and he looks into it. And this fleeting form becomes the reflection and the brook is empty. It's you see you see the reverse, the twist. I am actually a mere reflection, and my reflection's reflection is nothing. Also the difficulty of grasping, of seeing in the moving waters, anything. It's ever-changing, constantly, very quickly. The water rippling over the pebbles. Everything is deconstructed, slacker, constantly moving 
um, just tapestry of, of colors and well you know you know what I mean you've seen it so hard to recognize anything there but of course Dogen is doing something else here is getting hold of a very old koan and a koan which has been uh, expressed in a Jerome Miro Samadhi of Toza, the ancestor. Wow, it's a big one, a mighty one, you know, this one. And it goes a bit like this. It is like looking into a precious mirror. It is like looking into a precious mirror. Form an image. Behold each other. Form an image. Behold each other. You are not it. It is you. You are not it. It is you. Wonderful, huh? Um, what can I add? The dialogue of form of emptiness. Of course, you might have picked that up. But I would like to look at it as this flowing exchange between self and universe. Indeed, the Buddha nature out there, as soon as you say out there, but anyway, suppose this, you see something, you hear something, and Buddha, original face, the absolute, it's not you. It's not you. Well, yes it is. You are certainly not it. You are certainly not it in the way you pull yourself out of neither one nor two. Pull yourself out of just being. As saying, I, you are not. And you cannot say, I'm Buddha. It's impossible. You cannot say, I'm Buddha. It's completely foolish. You know? It would be the self-proclamation of the ego. I am Buddha. <laughs> That's why all the guru trip just collapses, you see. All these big guys that say, I'm God, down the drain. A true teacher, a true Buddha doesn't say, I am Buddha. You see, he says, you are Buddha. <laughs> that's a diff that's very different <laughs> that's very different you know that would be a mighty illusion to self proclaim yourself isness no you can't 
but for sure, this is you. This is your true face. Without this sense of separation, without this sense of, I want to be me. Indeed, this, as he describes it so beautifully, this fleeting form, which is also where the brook goes, where the water goes, the fleeting form of the city, the fleeting form of the night, the fleeting form of the beauty, the fleeting form of death and birth, the fleeting form of all phenomena just arising and collapsing. This fleeting form is the place where Buddha is. Not other place. Not up there. Not down there. Not no, right in the middle of this. But don't cling. And don't say, that's me. I am this. You can't. That would be foolish. This Buddha thing doesn't belong to you, you see. It's not your thing. And it's not, it's not your making. You're not making it. It is there when you actually live a bit, you see, when you, more than a bit, when you stop doing, you stop interfering, it takes place. It shows. It has this manifestation, this body, in reality. It always has, but when you cover it up, gone. Blood. So please, throw your fleeting form in the fire of practice. Happily dissolve these thoughts and beliefs about yourself and others. And don't worry about becoming anything special. And above all, don't try to become a Buddha. Because you won already. So, you know, the king doesn't put a, a crown over the crown. <laughs> You're already a Buddha. No need to become a Buddha. But don't fool yourself, giving yourself the position of saying, I am Buddha. No. Relinquish. Use. Bow. Practice. And open yourself. Simple. Very difficult. Very difficult. So, these are my simple ramblings about these two pieces of poetry, coin, words. And I wish you a wonderful, wonderful week. It's still a bit hot here. Take care. Bye-bye.